Blog Talk Radio. There's some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. Yeah, I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. And uh, it was just about getting dark, and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity, good-sized rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. Monster Xers, welcome to a special edition of, of Monster X Radio. I am your host, as always, Gunnar Monson, also founder of the Sasquatch Coffee Company. Uh, for, be sure and check us out at www.squatchcoffee.com. That's Squatch Coffee. Have you tried it yet? If not, you better get there. Um, with me today, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Shane Corson. Shane, are you there? I am here, and uh, good to be here, good to be here. So Shane Shane and I, uh, we're doing a Sunday show, and and, uh, uh, we had a gentleman post on the Monster X wall, Tim Passano, um, that uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with, kind of a a controversial uh, person in in Bigfoot field, but uh, he had... uh, claiming that he would like to be on the show and uh, talk about the the Lettuce Lake um, footage, evidence that's come come out of there. And and, uh, um, so uh, we invited him to to come on this special show. So um, I've looked at it. I mean, I'm uh, interested to hear what what he has to say. Um, what's What's your feelings on the... Uh, Lettuce Lake video and you know, still footage. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, I'm not in Florida. Uh, I, I haven't been to the area to review everything, you know, myself. So it, I take a lot from what others have researched and, and found out. And my honest opinion is, uh, one, I don't know, and two, I, I just, I don't 
tend to believe it just because uh, some of the more controversial things. I mean, looking at that, the original um, statue or whatever you want to call it, creature, whatever in in the swamp there, I mean, my initial impression was, you know, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of fake. But just looking at it, uh, I haven't done my homework on it. You know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't really my thing. I, I thought others could, could do that. You know, I have other stuff to do and got to see a lot more evidence. Uh, in the direction of it not being real. So, I mean, I have to side with it in that direction. Uh, you know, the footage was another piece of footage, the, the actual uh, where things walk around in the swamp. You know, it was another something walking around out there and inconclusive at best. And so I never really put a whole lot of faith into it. And, you know, hopefully uh, Mr. Fasano can shed some light on this and give us, because uh, he, he is a guy that's been working that area and stuff. Maybe he's got... Uh, Hopefully he's got a lot more to add to it. Uh, I know he's got his um, seminal project uh, website up, and, and he's apparently got gotten more photos and some other stuff, so hopefully he can share with the audience and uh, maybe get uh, enlighten us a little. Right. I mean, I, and, and you bring a good, a good point, Shane, is that, you know, uh, video, any kind of evidence, you need the context of, of when it, how it was collected. Video, um, I... When I saw the the uh, the still footage, it looks like to me like a, a gorilla suit that's been stuck in the water. Um, the and then I had, I separately saw the the video and ha- didn't initially connect the two. So, but when you know you're seeing it and it's basically the exact same area, I was like, hmm, that's a little, uh, you know, that if you got one mm-hmm. piece that, that you think is is fake and then you got something in the exact same area. I mean, the the, con- the context then it makes it seem like the other piece would be uh, uh, in not not a, a valid piece of evidence either. But again, yeah. I wasn't there, like you say. I don't know the context. You know, the the, the initial story, like the that it uh, was a, a gator and snake infested area. Um, I. I wouldn't be caught dead walking in, you know, with with uh, gators and snakes. But again, that's the mm-hmm. person that context was laid out by the person who submitted the video. So hopefully, we'll we'll uh, like you say, um, Tim's Tim's from that area and uh, claims to have a little bit more intimate knowledge of what's going on down there. So um, I'd like to bring him on. Are we All ready? Right. Excellent. All right, we're ready. Let's do it. Good afternoon or evening in Florida time, Mr. Fasano. I'm Gunner, and, and Shane's with me on the line. How are you today? I'm great, Gunner and Shane, and it's a, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on the show and be talking to you. Well, thank you. We're, we're glad that, that uh, you got a hold of us. I mean, this uh, Lettuce Lake, I mean, my first, when I saw the video, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. It looks, you know, um, it looks like it has possibility. Of course, you know, again, it's not something that's definitive because Bigfoot didn't walk up and smile on the camera. But you, you, uh, you're in Florida, and how familiar are you with the the area? And and what do you, you know, you got a hold of us? What was it you wanted to to share? Okay, I'm um, I'm extremely um, familiar with the area. I, I've been I've been living in Tampa. Since 1976, um, 
That was the year Jimmy Carter was elected president and the year that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Seattle Seahawks began playing football. It was also the year that Bruce Jenner won a gold medal in the Olympics, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but um, there was no interstate or any development or any neighborhoods or anything to really speak of that was in the, quote, Lettuce Lake area in 1976. There was a lot of swamp, a lot of wilderness, and just woods. And over time, of course, development has occurred. So I, I, I want to address the issue, first of all, that Lettuce Lake is some kind of a city park where families go and there's swing sets and playgrounds and and squirrels, and that's about all that's going on. What's really going on there is that the Hillsboro River um, cuts right through the park. It goes right through it, and if you take it in a northerly direction, you will head into the Great Green Swamp, and you are now in a major watershed area. And th the three, the three primary rivers in Florida, the um, Swan, the Swanee, the Withlacoochee, and the Hillsboro all feed off of that watershed, and you could theoretically if you were able to navigate from Lettuce Lake Park, if you could navigate the deadfall trees in the river, the alligators, and all the dead runs you might encounter, you could paddle your way to Georgia um, if, if you were so lucky. So I really kept reading blog posts about this is a city park, there can't be anything around it, um, there was a guy named Michael Merchant who kept emphasizing playgrounds, and he would show pictures of raccoons and squirrels and say that's all that's there, as if there was some type of cement barrier around the park. The park's only like 250 acres, but there's a canoe launch, and if you don't have a canoe, they rent them at a minimum of a four-hour four rental for $25, and... Mm -hmm. You can cruise around the park, take you maybe 10 minutes, and you've exhausted what's in that park. The, the attraction is that you get to get into that river, and then you get to proceed north, and then you leave the park, and you get into the wild areas, and then you're looking at 12-foot alligators, and you're looking at wildlife and birds, and then pretty soon there's no semblance of civilization around you. You take two young guys that would be in a canoe, and you give them two hours out, two hours back, they can cover some territory, and they can get into some areas that foot traffic would not allow you to go into unless you were bushwhacking with a machete or something. So I, I just wanted to let people know that the video probably, in my opinion, uh, was not taken, quote, in the park proper area, but was in the more wild area that they would have accessed up the Hillsborough River. Okay, and the, the I mean, the area in the video doesn't if look... That, if that makes sense like, to you. Like it's a, sort of like, yeah, so, they keep saying... Yeah, um, I mean, um, we have areas um, right here that... We have a lot of areas in Oregon where where there's a park and it butts up against a much larger, you know, wild uh, forest area. So, yeah, that... Right, well, like they say, Patty was filmed in, in Willow Creek. Well, Patty really wasn't in Willow Creek itself. She was... 
kind of way out in the woods. So that that's the only point I was trying to make is that there is a tremendous amount of wilderness in Florida. Um, there's a, a hiking trail called the Florida Trail that actually stretches 1,200 miles. And people don't realize just how long the state of Florida is. And you, you could start walking in the Everglades and make your way to Alabama and never come across a township or anything. And you would just be in re- remote jungle terrain. You would cross state roads. There's no doubt about that. But um, just for people who are not in Florida, just to let you know that it's sort of like Northern California, some of the areas, and you just don't see a lot but but wilderness. And that ties into a theory that I have, that um, we've been getting a lot of rain this winter. Um, Usually our winters are very dry. In the months of December, January, February, March, we're lucky if we get a quarter of an inch of rain. But we've been getting rain every day. And the the rivers have crested. And there's a natural, like the Hillsborough River, for example, there's a natural floodplain. It's called a river vine forest. And since it's crested, the water now has is, uh, is stretches furlongs away from the bank of the river, and it's filled in these swamps. And the areas that I used to, because I, I this is Bigfoot season for me, and I haven't been able to get out much because I can't really make it. I have knee-high wader boots, and I get into where the water comes up above the boots, and the water's going in them, and I have to go back and, and just call it a day. It's over with. I can't get into the areas I normally get into. And that this is going to tie into why I believe that video is 100% authentic and real. But anyway, um, you can go ahead and ask a question or, or whatever. Shane, do you have anything immediately for Mr. Fasano? Yeah, uh, Tim, um, I was kind of curious. So do you have an opinion as to exactly or possibly where that that footage uh was you know was taken and actually before have you actually spoken to either of the uh the uh the witnesses I'm glad you brought that up I'm really glad you brought that up because we have an organization down here called the Florida BFRO and that's about as close shop and operation as you're going to find and, you know, one of the goals of Homeland Security was interdepartmental cooperation. And this organization doesn't cooperate with anyone. They hold themselves up as lords of Bigfoot, and you can't join, and we know everything you don't. Um, but anyway, that's a separate matter. Um, I was able to find where he lived, and I went and knocked on his door. The time that I went there, there was no one home. And... Daniel said, don't leave a note because that might scare him, thinking that, you know, people are stalking him or after him. So I didn't leave a note. And I called Daniel as I drove away and let him know that I at least come to the house. And Daniel was very helpful in ideas as far as what to do. And he contacted the writer for the Huffington Post, Les Spiegel, And he had a conversation with Les Spiegel. And Les Spiegel did something that I think is um, unprecedented, if not rare. He said that if you 
can't make contact with Matt by Friday, uh, that he would, the identity of, of you know, the protection of the information people, but he would call Matt on Friday and let him know that he probably had taken an important piece of footage and he was going to have Matt contact me and see if he'd be willing to go out in canoe and find that area and we could do a boots, as Steve calls says, boots on the ground. Well, you're not going to get your boots on the ground because it's, it's too much water out there. But we're going to go out there and do boots on the ground investigation. And after Daniel called me, that was Thursday night last week, I sent Matt via Facebook because I found his Facebook account that um, he had done something significant scientifically and that I was a believer in what he had done. And I was his friend, and I wanted him to contact me. Thirty minutes later, that report by Florida BFRO dropped on their blog, which basically excoriated him, his friends. They demeaned their character. It was a total character assassination. The whole thing, unlike what the BFRO website says, that their organization is committed to science. It was based on uh, just basically based on assumption, um, a bias, I guess. I, I, I'm not sure. They they ran wild on. Um, if you go to my blog, you'll see the photographs that John Rodriguez sent me. And these were photographs not put on the Huffington Post. First uh, yeah, of all, I, I believe that it's some kind of a it's some kind of a mannequin or, or a statue in the water. Um, I'm pretty sure of that. However, I did find two websites that do what's called photo forensics. And if you post the photograph, it can analyze meta tags, meta information. Uh, it'll tell you what the camera was, what the f-stop was, shutter speed, blah, blah, blah. But more important than that, it has a function called EVP analysis, which will tell you whether any artifact has been introduced to the photograph. And both times I ran them, it said no Adobe product was used in the, in the, in the shooting of this photograph, that these were original files. So it tells me that it probably was a mannequin, but the BFRO asserted in their claim that it was a Photoshop. And my, the only point I'm making is that they had absolutely nothing, nothing to base that claim on. So if they were in, and I proved them to be incorrect today on that assertion, it was not Photoshop. If they were incorrect you, on that and, and made a generalization. I'm sorry, what? But you, but you believe that it's it's a mannequin, the one that... Oh, no, there's no doubt about that. But that was not okay. the point. Um, I'm not speaking to the issue of what is in the water. I'm speaking to the issue of the con the context of the photograph. And the photograph is an original that this man, Rodriguez, sent me. In his email, he said, Tim, I've been slandered and um, people made fun of me and they said I photoshopped and I didn't. It is possible, um, considering that his email... His email was a proprietary email from a fish company. Kind of hard to get a hold of if you're two guys playing a rock band. And I believe that someone may have put that out there, and he just happened to be coming by the day after Christmas and took those photos. That's a possibility. It, it certainly is plausible. But for the BFRO to just assert that not only was that photo a Photoshop deal, but they said that Matt did it. Matt McKinney did it. And they had no evidence. 
to back that up are they wrong about? What else are they making a, a, a wide generalization about? If, this, if, the, if that makes sense to you, if you understand what I'm saying. Right, but the but you're you're saying that you believe that the the uh, that that's a mannequin in the the water. So I mean, it, it still makes it a hoax. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. My best guess is that that's probably because the eye doesn't move, even on the right. photo that shows where the boat moved. It, it's still the same thing sitting there, and its eye doesn't move or blink or anything. So it's probably. I I, I I don't know. I don't know what that thing is. Uh, it, I use the term taxidermy. It looks like something that's been taxidermied. You know, they put the glass eyes in the deer. And it's right, got that, right. You know, yeah. it's it's look, right. So right. Look, I, I know that there is a guy named John Rodriguez. I know that um, um, Lee Spiegel has, did a, a phone interview with him. Talking to a 26-year-old guy. You're talking to a 66-year-old guy. So... I think that he may have been an innocent party to some prank. I don't know. That's what makes all of this weird because that was on the 27th of December when the Huffington Post ran that article. And everyone in the Bifford community was going, Photoshop, Photoshop, Photoshop. Some people were saying statue, but it's not Photoshop. However, on January 16th, I got an email from a woman who said her name was Marie Claire or Marie Clark or something. I, I saved her email. We've been emailing back and forth. It says we're on the seventh round of that. She sent me two photographs of big footprints, footprints that she said were taken in Lettuce Lake Park and investigated. And the leaf litter, because it's Without a doubt, these are cypress leaves that are on the ground. It looked like the area. There was no doubt that it was the area. I had no reason to not believe her story. Uh, she put her foot next to the footprint. She has, she says, a, a woman's size nine shoe or foot. And, and the footprint was twice the size of that. So I thought that that was really exciting. I went, wow, man. I had, I've been living here. I've never really considered that area to be a, a squash area, but this is starting to look kind of strange. You get this Rodriguez photographs, and now you get these Marie Clark um, footprint photographs. The story that profiled the footprint photos. So she not only sent them to me, she obviously sent them to the to the TV station, and they used her name. Now I don't know what kind of follow up the TV station did. Uh, I don't know if they contacted her. I'd like to think they did, but they made no mention that they did that. They um, they did a report from Lettuce Lake Park, and as most of these news local news channels do, uh, they're kind of serious, but. They kind of scoff at the idea. I'm sure you've probably seen those type of news reports before where they kind of like, nah, we really don't believe it, but this is what we got. And then, I can't remember the exact date, then the video comes out. Went around the Internet looking to see where it was being commented on. Uh, the, Bigfoot, the Bigfoot Forum 
uh, above top secret, Crypto Mundo, and of course Sean's blog. But I don't read the comments on Sean's blog, and you probably know why. He's got a world class blog, but he's got he's got garbage commenters. But anyway, that's another matter. But people who were seasoned observers that comment on blogs and um, have been doing this for a long time uh, were using phrases such as this is intriguing, this is interesting, this is showing um, a graceful movement that we've never seen in a hoax video. It appeared as if on the close-up that the the, op, the the creature was banging at the water and splashing and then appeared to grab um, what looked like possibly a snake television production for 25 years. He's, a, he's an expert on computer enhancement, um, TV analysis. Um, I call him MacGyver. He can take two, can, two tin cans and a string and make a nuclear reactor out of it. Um, he's behind our apes project where we have the, the, um, the platform that we launch up into the air to shoot video cameras. And two cameras, the platform, and everything weighs less than four ounces. Um, this is what George has been able to do by miniaturizing everything. And he, and he made all the equipment himself. But anyway, he saw what I saw. I believe that it's a mother, and she's ushering a baby in, in into the uh, palmetto. And George spotted it as well, and he's working on bringing out more detail on that that what we might actually have here is a mother that was protecting or trying to protect her young and was actually trying to find food um, for them to eat. So based on all that, I believe that video is real. I've never usually, um, in these fake videos, you get what Phil Poling, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Phil Poling. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 did a he did a, a a video once. We talked about there's like seven characteristics of fake videos, and one of them is the obvious bad acting. You know, you get the guy that's going, Mike, Mike, what the blank is that? And it's just like it's not a, it's not exactly an Academy Award performance, but what you get in this video is something that is you just don't see. They're in the canoe and you got dead silence. You hear nothing. And then you hear the oar lightly bang it uh, on the side of the canoe. Goes boom. And then right at the very end, you'll hear somebody whispering going, let's go, let's go, let's go. They thought they had seen a bear. In fact, in the email to Sean and the email to the Huffington Post, Matt said he thought they had seen a bear. And they said they asked the park ranger, the female park ranger, when they were leaving the area, if bears were commonly seen around there. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, when you go home and you and you download something, you you, you got to give it a name, right? Well, this may not mean anything, but the name he gave it was Bear in the Swamp. And I, I just thought that was peculiar, because usually, what, what's a hoaxer going to say? Bigfoot seen in the woods. Um, I mean, how that might be the, the title of one of my videos. Um, it was just very subtle, Bear in the Swamp. And I think what happened was they, uh, this is just conjecture on my part, but, but they 
I say they, probably he, he blew it up that night or maybe the next day. And as he zoomed in, he realized this, this is not a bear. This is not a bear. This is an upright animal in almost, almost knee-deep water that's moving with a fluidity of something that's totally adapted to this environment. Now, I get out in the swamp a lot, and I don't move like that. Of course, I don't even move like that on dry land, but um, it's tough out there. There's roots. There's things you can't see in the water. So trepidation is the is the way of the day. You, you put a foot forward and you kind of like feel because we have in Florida what's called black water. Um, everything from Ocala South, what's coming out of the aquifer is full of what's called tannic acid. So the water, even on the best sunniest day, is completely black. And it's not poisonous, but it's just black water. So you cannot see when you put one foot in front of you to go down, you don't know what you're stepping on. So when people get out in this type of water, it's just you've got a hiking stick for balance, and you put one foot ahead and you feel, and then you put another one and you feel. This animal wasn't doing that. It was moving like it was just totally part of the environment, which told me it had been out there and it had been out there a long time, and it knew how to do that. So these are the things that I observe that people who don't live here wouldn't really put together in their mind. And I was convinced that this was a real video. And Daniel Perez and I were just so close to getting to a guy who may have may have seen the Ur of Chaldees. But then the Florida BFRO, and you may not have known this, God, this is so complicated, Two counties south of here for an entire week while all this was going on, Matt Moneymaker and the Finding Bigfoot crew were filming in Mayaka River State Park. And I think they were seeking publicity. And the local news was not talking about Matt Moneymaker and Finding Bigfoot while they were down here. They were talking about Lettuce Lake. And I think it was important to Matt and the production crew that they stamp that out. And this was the BFR's way, BFRO's way of putting an end to it. Because after they released that blog post, there were no more news stories. None. It was all over with. And they didn't want anyone undermining what they were doing down there in Miami. I even got a, uh, and I learned, I got an email from, uh, a man who identified himself as as a producer with Finding Bigfoot, and he said he wanted to clarify some things with me, and he wanted me to give him a call. And I learned to say I I now have a separate file where I save emails because I once got an email from Finding Bigfoot a year before they even did the program, and Guy Edwards called me a liar. So I've learned the hard way that you need to you need to save things like that so that if people challenge you in the future, you can show that you actually were contacted. I have his email and I have his phone number. I never bothered to call him because I know I know where he was headed with this because I was all over my blog and I'm all over YouTube with it, and I, I just think that they wanted the publicity to come their way. And But anyway, that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. T uh, Tim, so do you believe there's no relation or 
any relation between the, the still shot photo and the the footage that came out, you know, uh, afterwards? There's no relationship there. Between the still shots and the video, is that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's, it's possible they were all, that they they could be unrelated events. Um, I can't prove it one way or the other. The only thing I can prove is that the photo wasn't photoshopped. But I don't, I don't know. Rodriguez seems like um, um, an individual who has no contact with anyone else. He could have been just an, an innocent person coming by. Um, I don't know who made that thing or how they made it. Again, it looks taxidermated, and I, I really can't speak on the issue. I can only speak about the video, but I've stated this before. There is nothing in anyone's life or in anyone's background or anyone's lifestyle from getting the money shot. Um, Hell, Rick Dyer could be out on a canoe and get the real money shot. No one's going to believe it, but um, it's just like, you know, Abraham Zapruder was standing in the right place at the right time and got the film of the Kennedy assassination. And if it had been brought out that he had once done time for federal wire charges or something, it still would not mean that he could not have got that video, or actually it was 8mm film back then. So to go after the character of Matt and, and bring in a friend named Jared, um, all we know is that he was a friend of three years ago, and we don't even know if he was in that canoe because VFRO Florida can't place him in the canoe. It's just all – they built this circumstantial case to try to demean the character of individuals that may have been involved in the video, and they never addressed the video itself. Um, it, it's just That's it. You know, like, I mean, if, Kenneth, if – like you said, you're, you stated yourself, like if – if Dyer came out with a video, it would it would be well, no one would believe it. It would right. It would be based on on his previous their previous experience with him. So that's I think what the, well, yeah. the case the cases that the BFRO is making is is that based on these links between these different peoples and and, and these events, they're determining that it's not worth looking further into. That's well. They, that's, that's what I got out of all, there. I, I I see your logic. I, I actually see your logic. But first of all, they were never able to to absolutely prove a connection between. Uh, they, they, the, most of the article was about a guy named Jason, and uh, Jason didn't shoot the video. Matt was the one that shot it. Jason's never mentioned in any of the emails. They're the ones that are going after him. He may be an innocent party in in uh, in all of this. My focus is on that video. Yeah. And no one's been able but give me an example. Um Todd Standing. I'm I, I think Todd's probably a good guy. I like Todd. But people look at his videos and they or that photographs he put up and and uh they can do some analysis and say this is this is bogus, this isn't real, this isn't this is not real at all. There's a guy named Timber Giant Bigfoot who I think I was on your show before we talked about him. Uh he's not being called out. Uh there's some obvious hoax things going on in his videos. And you can mention certain individuals, and you can immediately think of a video they did that is fake and can easily be shown to be fake. But all the earmarks of a hoax 
video are absent in this one. And that's why I think that the focus of the BFRO should have been on the video itself. Now, if the witness balks and walks away and breaks off contact, mm -hmm. my only thought was they had an ethical obligation at that point to dismiss it and then to move on. But to publicly go after someone who made a report to them, in my opinion, does incalculable damage to the Bigfoot community because people who are aware of that may believe that that's the way they'll be treated. Every fiber in my being believe that they just they broke, like in Star Trek, what's called the Prime Directive. You can't interfere with developing cultures and societies and other planets. That was a fictional um, story, but I believe a prime directive for paranormal organizations is to never reveal the identity of a witness who's come forward. You clearly can dismiss them. I get people send me stuff all the time. Uh, they're mostly blob squatches and stuff, um, but I don't do background investigations on the people. If I think it's bogus, I just move on. Most of the stuff I get just isn't worth considering. Um, like this woman who sent me the photographs. I haven't yet tried to do a search to find anything about her. I haven't gone on Facebook looking for her. I don't even think that's relevant. I have to make a decision based on these photographs, whether I think they're real or not. If I think they're real, which I kind of think they may be, but I'm not going to slander somebody, and I just thought that they had they had gone the into an area the that they should league. not have gone into. I don't. I don't know. Well, perhaps I'm using the wrong word. Right. They don't. They don't have to. Illegal, let's say put the. They don't have to put the guys down. Okay. They just. They didn't yeah. need to do. That. They could have issued a, a more laconic statement. They could have just said. Um, well, I'll give you the best example yeah. I can think of. You remember, you remember the Boston bombing where the uh, the two brothers uh, during the marathon uh, blew up the bomb? Yes. Uh, the, the day that the day that right the day that the FBI was going to reveal their their um, the identity of the bombers, there's a guy named Alex Jones who right. was all over the internet showing photographs of guys that were seen in the bombing area wearing camo and wearing the same type of hats, and he said they were with an organization called the Craft, and a lot of people were buying into that and getting really excited that they. Maybe there was a conspiracy here. Well, when the FBI, before they did their press conference, all they, all the man said was this. He said, there are some photographs that are being circulated today that, in our estimation, are not credible. And that's all we're going to say on the matter. They didn't mention Alex Jones' name. They didn't try to slander anybody. I just think that the BFRO should have said, we've examined the, the video. We've looked into circumstances surrounding it. And our current position is that it's not a credible film. This is just my opinion now, because, you know, I I come on a little strong sometimes. I think knowing that Finding Bigfoot was down in Sarasota, that Matt Moneymaker, the big man himself, was down there, that here was a way that they could get a feather in their cap. They could try to bust out a, a, a possible hoax. And then when they go down to Sarasota for the rap party, Matt Moneymaker gets to tell them how proud he is of them and that they did a good job. And that if Friday Bigfoot had not been in the area, I don't think any of this would have happened that way.
my opinion. Well, that, I, yeah, well, that's, but that's all speculation because we don't know, you know. Yeah. We don't know what. No, no, no. no. Uh, and and any any of the, so if you and I investigate the exact same incident, we're we're gonna approach it differently. So I mean, they they went into a lot of detail about how they reached their conclusion, but so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you're. Uh, they, that could have been their motivation, but it could have just been that that's the way that they, you know, that was the way they performed their their uh, investigation. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't they, know, you know, they they they, they kind of they kind of ticked me off because, um, like I said, uh, Daniel Perez and I were less than a day away from possibly making a real break in this with the intervention of the Huffington Post producer. Um, I mean, right. journalist. And I really think it's unprecedented that a, that a journalist would actually get involved like that. He apparently must have thought there was something behind this video, and he just just didn't want it to go away. Um, but anyway, uh, do, you probably know Daniel, right? I I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yeah, I mean he's. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me tell you, he's he's this, this guy is a stand-up guy. He's as honest as the day is long. Um, he has been doing an excellent job. You know, you know all that. Um, and he's the only one that contacted me. But I do want to tell you something about the Florida BFRO real quickly. I'm, I'm not going to slam them. Um, well, I guess maybe I already have. But um, <laughs> over the year, you know, over the years, um, I have submitted reports to them. And every time, I, I, I never get a response. Yet somebody driving their pickup truck in the middle of the night will see something move across the road and do and file a report, and um, they'll certify it as a Class A sighting. Now, I really thought I had an inroad here because I reported a sighting to them that I had video of. Now, the creature only appears for about 2.2 seconds, but I got a good enough of a, of a shot of it that – I was a speaker in Orlando at the Skunk Ape Conference, the one that was sponsored by Stacey Brown, Jr. And mm -hmm. uh, Lyle, uh, Lyle Blackburn was one of the speakers, Rob Robinson. Uh, Dr. Jeff Meldron um, was a speaker. All these people were in the room. Comment on, because they wouldn't answer my reports. I left a comment on one of their YouTube videos that was put up by a woman named R. Monteith. Uh, her real name is Elena. And I, I told her that I'm a Bigfoot researcher from Florida, that I have a video capture of a skunk ape, that I was a speaker at the Orlando Bigfoot Conference, which included Dr. Jeff Meldron. And the only reason I mentioned all that is so that she would know that I was not some kind of crackpot trying right. to show something. That, you know, I was an actual speaker. I was there with Dr. Jeff Baldwin, blah, 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 blah. And that I told her that I would not only show her and give her a copy of the original file, but I would take her to the area where the video was shot and she could do an investigation. So the next day I went to that YouTube video to see what her response was. You know what her response was? She not. removed the comment. She removed mm. the comment. So that ties into what I've been telling Steve Calls for years, that there, there was a political decision made by a lot of people in Bigfoot to not associate with me. 
and I think it was based on a rumor, innuendo, um, 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 uh, gossip. It wasn't based on anything that had to do with an association that went bad. For As far as the Florida Bigfoot goes, I pull up their website and I, and I look at all the names of their members who are their investigators. I, I don't know any of these people. I've never met them. They're not my Facebook friends. I've never con- uh, contacted them. We've never we've never talked. We've never emailed or messaged. But they've excommunicated me for whatever their reason is. And well, I, frankly, I mean, I just, I, I just don't. I, go ahead. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know you personally, Tim. Um, but I've heard stuff. I mean, you're you have a, you know, you. I I think because, like you say, you come on strong. That that uh, uh, put will put some people off just because here's somebody who you know has a strong personality and and makes a lot is uh, makes a lot of claims and and so I, I guess you knew me personally you know I was a pussycat yeah well that's you know uh, Rick Dyer and I'm not I'm not saying putting you in the same but Rick as, as far as I know every uh, everybody that I talk to has actually met Rick Dyer says he's he's actually a really nice guy. He just likes the hopes Bigfoot videos, so and uh, yeah. it, so it, I mean it's not you know yeah well I think we're both breaking up a little bit but back to the 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 lettuce lake so your your opinion of the 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 still foot still picture is that it's it's a a mannequin or some I mean, some manufacturer. It's not an actual Bigfoot in the in the still photo. I I don't I don't I don't think so. I, I don't, okay. I don't so even we, know really we, what it, it may not it may not even be a it may not even be a full length. It could be just right, right. bust. I, and I've seen I actually saw um, something very similar not uh, at at uh, not the Yakima event but uh, the Sasquatch Summit. I believe it was that that uh, was was a bust of a of a thing, but it looked really good. I mean that that one looks a lot like a, a ape costume that somebody's put over something and stuck in the water. But then you're you're asserting, and in your opinion, is that the the video you, you lean towards that being uh, an actual vi- video of of a stonecake, I guess because. We're using the right regional. I, 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 well, let's put it this way, man. I really wish I shot that video. Man, um, that's got everything you would want. Feeding activity, possible protecting activity with a baby, um, mo- movement that would look like it's adapted to its environment, uh, absolutely about the right size for the skunk ape, which is smaller than the Sasquatch, um, completely covered with hair, a profile that shows the features of the face, um, and keep in mind the resolution isn't the greatest when you do zoom in, but thankfully the guy was using an iPhone, which does have more resolution. And the only the only way they could get him out there would be by canoe. So here are your choices: do you canoe out there with a monkey suit on? Um, obviously, someone would see. <laughs> or do you get there, hop off, and almost knee deep water? And then try to put a monkey suit on. And I don't think you could do that. But Tim, you, you know this area really well, correct? 
Yeah, I've been researching it for years. Yeah, and, and do, you, do you have good relationship with the rangers out there? Do you know how many rangers kind of patrol that area? Do you know them? Um, well, no, I mean, I only know them from the, as far as last leg goes from a standpoint of um, high and, and um, there's one guy I know, he knows I'm looking for Bigfoot. Whenever I go in there, he, he'll just smile and say, did you find Bigfoot yet? And I'll, I'll laugh back and I'll say, no, but when I do, you'll be the first one to see the photo. And uh, But that's about it. There's no real yeah. relationship. So it's well, right. I guess what I'm getting at is that supposedly uh, the guy took the film, talked to a ranger, and they discussed something. I believe it was a female. When it, has anybody interviewed the park ranger to see if this, in fact, happened? be easy to track down, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I've seen a couple of women rangers out there. Um, they rotate them in from other parks, so it's not like they're all signed always to one park. Um, well, that, that's that's interesting because you need to. Um, I didn't even think about that. Ver- uh, verify the fact that he did indeed talk to um, <laughs> yeah, a woman ranger. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I didn't even boy, think that's about great, that. that. Yeah, that's a great place to start, Shane. I mean that's. You know, that, when I, that, next time I'm out there, if I see a female, I'll say, did anybody ever talk to you about bears being out here? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, there were these guys. And then, and then, But if she goes, no, then uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, maybe you won't get a hold of them. Um, it just seems like a good place to start to verify someone's story um, or get their input on what they saw, you know. Um, and my other question was, this guy's in a canoe, and he's filming it, and he thought it was a bear. But he filmed it for a good long while, you know, and, and I'm just watching from his his cell phone capture. And I could tell that it was bipedal pretty pretty easily. Um, it would be interesting to know uh, backgrounds on on uh, their wildlife, if they've been out there a lot. Do they know what wildlife's out there? Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, there's not a bear. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. Um just that part doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially for the amount of time it was filmed. Cause it was filmed pretty quite at length. So I just, I don't understand how he could even perceive that to be a bear. Um, you know, it really that but, long. Um, maybe you saw a longer play when the one I'm, uh, that one that I've been seeing all the time is like just a little over a minute. Yeah. That's a long time. I mean, that's a long well, time. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's longer than most videos out there. Um, you know, I mean, of course, uh, somebody's seen something unknown uh, and they're kind of frightened, you know, they probably wouldn't stand around a whole long time. You know, your average video... Well, no, and, and bears can stand up. Um, the reality is uh, you think either, you know, is this a bear or a Bigfoot? Most people might think it's a bear um, instead of saying, oh, this is obviously a Bigfoot. Um, when I... Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with the iPhone... But when I shoot with my Android, I'm looking at the what is it, the LED or LCD screen? Um, LED, right? My hypothesis that it wasn't until he went home and loaded it and zoomed in on it that he really realized what, what he had photographed. Well, true, but yet he he sound like well he's, they're saying they're whispering, "Get out, let's get out and get out of here." If I'm well, afraid was, of something, his buddy. yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, so he's viewing it. So there's two of them, and neither one right, that could figure question. out that. Yeah, neither one could figure what out that the, it was not the, a bear, what, but yet they they hang around 
long enough to film it, and what they're both looking through the the phone. I mean, uh, well, I, no, I, no, I, I may be filming no. with my phone, but I'm going to be looking at what I'm filming because I want to know. You know, if, if it was a bear and that was their perception, they're just going to look through the the phone. No, they're going to be looking with their own eyes. I don't trust the phone, especially if it reacts. Well, I know, but there's I I I can't tell for how anyone would react in a situation like that. Um, I, I know when when I got that video capture, the one I got, um, yeah. With, I, you know, of course, applies to me. I'm I'm 58 years old, so I didn't have my reading glasses on, and I'm looking at the screen. And I, I, I the truth is, I didn't even see it. Um, and it, it's embarrassing because if if you listen to the audio on the original file. I'm talking about everything in the world except for a possible Bigfoot. It really wasn't until like three days later when I looked at that video and zoomed in. I'm like, my God, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. I actually filmed the damn thing and didn't know it. So that would apply to my circumstance. I, I just don't I just don't know what was going on with them. Bears can swim. Um, again, it's they weren't thinking – for them, yeah. Right. If it was authentic, they, you know, they can't. They can't. They weren't thinking Sasquatch. They were thinking, "What known animals are there?" Uh, the closest thing I can think of is a bear. Um, bears stand up. So, but that that's just guesswork on my point part. Other than that, I, I can't account for. The, the only thing I know is that in most hoax videos, there's a lot of excessive verbiage, and in this one, it's just they're silent. And I find it really hard to believe that. That if Matt was pulling the hoax, that he'd get out there and tell his friend, okay, look, look, uh, Josh, very important here. We need to nuance this in a unique way that's never been done. We're going to use silence. And at the very end of it, I want you to whisper in a certain tone. I want you to go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that one at all. I think what we hear on there is just their genuine reaction, which might be just stunned, looking, jaw-dropped. And then finally, uh, let's go. <laughs> so that's my thought on it. So, so the you you have no you have not had the opportunity to interview the the person who took the video, correct? No, and considering how they were treated in that blog post, I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. Um, one of our team members, Rob Robinson, who wrote the uh, book, he was also, yeah, he was trying to get in contact with him, and he's part of our team. Kevin and Stacy Brown and myself and others were the Florida Bigfoot investigators. And the next day, Rob did get a message from Matt. It was two words: "Fuck you." So that's what he now thinks of Bigfoot people. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just the the story that as as I read it was that they they saw the thing, they videotaped, it, and then they canoed over to the area where where we last see it in the video and don't and don't find it. That that seems interesting to me. I mean, it seems counter to what's being said in the video because at the end, like you say, at the end of the video, the one guy's whispering, "Let's go, let's go," and then the story. With is that's told is that they canoed over to the area where they had seen it. Is that is that what your your understanding was? Not 
I'm not quite following that. They were already in the area where they saw it, and you're saying they canoed over to the same area? They were already there. No, are you saying they went over back to the area? No, that from from the end of the video, when they shut the camera off in the video, that they canoed over to to the location where we see the creature in the in the video is what the story that I read. That it dove underwater to get out of the area, which seems weird. I mean, seems like a strange action in an area that has hundreds of alligators and and copperhead snakes. And in the context of what they're saying. Then, then they canoe, you know, when when they're saying let's get out of here, but but instead what they they said they did after the video is not is done being filmed is canoed over to where they saw you, where you last see it in the video. That's that's my understanding of how the what they did after. They yeah, same here. The video. That was, that, yeah, that was my understanding as well. Right. It seemed it just seemed like mm-hmm. contradictory to what they were saying in the video. Like, you know, let's get out of here, and then, hey, let's go over and look. Could happen. Well, I mean, it's not, the, the, it's not mutually exclusive. Is there, is there any other video other than just that that one video? No. No, no, no. No, they didn't video anything after that. I've not seen anything else. So I, I, well, I'd, I think love to a, see, I'd love to see a video of something diving into the water. That, that would be good. Yeah, but that's not what – that's what the story that I read said – from where we see it in the video, it it dives under the water, and then they canoe over to where they last saw it, and it's gone. But all that, of course, took place off of is the context after what happened after the filming stops. Which, which Man, I don't, little... I don't. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that Scott Marlowe told me that they. Skunk eggs have been seen swimming before. Um, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, down in the Everglades, they've been seen swimming from. There's a place called Ten Thousand Islands, and um, they've been seen swimming from one island to the other. So, but I, I, I don't know um, if they're swamp animals, and they probably can swim. I would have anecdotal stories. I mean, you can listen to them all day long, but. I, I want to see video, man. I, I don't want to just hear right. your, your eyewitness account. So I can yeah, only go by the video. Well, I can just it, yeah. go by that Again, video. Well, hey, t- Tim, let me propose this. Say uh, one of the more well-known individuals that's been a hoaxer for years comes out with a new video, a brand-new video, and it looks very compelling. And, uh, yeah, there's some a little bit of strangeness, there's a little bit of loopholes, there's a little, you know, the story sounds funny, but the video is compelling. Uh, Do you you just look at the video, or do you not pay attention to perhaps where this person's been, where they came from, or, you know, what they possibly been known by association to hang out with in the past? I mean, to me, there needs to be a point where, yeah, nowadays with the technology and how extreme people are to hoax, they're going to go, for me, I... I almost every video I look at, I'm going to call fake until proven otherwise. I, I and but I also look at the character of the the people involved, or the, you know, I do my little bit of homework. I don't, I'm not out to assassinate, you know, character-wise anybody, but I want to know a little bit about them and do my my homework on them. And then you know, the video to me, yes, can be compelling, but it's almost secondary sometimes, depending on who who took it. 
Yeah, but as far as these guys goes, we, we don't have any history on them, and we don't we don't know the character of these individuals. We don't even know who the individuals are. All we know is Matt McCammy. We don't even know who the other guy was in the boat. He just said the guy was so scared he didn't want to come forward. So we don't we don't know who was in the canoe with him. So we're not in a position to speak about the character. It's not like somebody who's got years and years and years of of uh, of something under his belt. Um, I don't know what you feel like. I don't want to mention Todd Standing, for example. Todd Standing seems like a kind of guy that I would like. Um, he's an intelligent guy. You know, he's a great guy, but most people now believe that he may have fudged the photograph that he took of the face. Um, so anything by him might be suspect. However, maybe he is telling the truth. Maybe there is a floor. Maybe one day he'll get a, a real Bigfoot capture. And there's nothing about him that would preclude him being able to do that. Because um, he's I, I not. I get your um, point. I yeah, get your yeah. point, Tim, is that, that, that just because somebody has has perpetrated a hoax doesn't mean they couldn't have a Bigfoot encounter. But as, yeah, as but I. But it's like the good boy that I cried mean, wolf. You know, he, right, he's going to exactly, believe him after right. a while. No, I mean. You, I already passed Bigfoot evidence through a really fine filter. And and if somebody who's already has per- perpetrated hoaxes in the past comes to me with Bigfoot evidence, um, they better bring me a body on a slab. I mean, that's about, you know, that, that's about all the time yeah. to do it for me. I mean, that, you know, just the, like you say, it's the, the crying wolf. I don't know what's going to happen in the summer because we're supposed to be drying out right now, and we're we're soggy like it's the middle of July. But what what happens when you you get when the when the when the swamps fill up? My thought hypothesis is that the skunk apes broaden their horizons, and they start moving out into some of the hinterlands and the outer areas they don't norm, normally go into, and because they've got water cover, vegetation, food, and they'll start showing up in places they've never been seen before. In 2004, we had two hurricanes that moved across central Florida, um, Francis and Charlie. And the western part of Polk County uh, was the recipient of the overflow from the Green Swamp. And there was a rash. You can look it up on the Internet, 2004, Lakeland, Florida. There was a rash of Bigfoot sightings, skunk ape sightings in Polk County where there had never been any before. And that was simply because the, the swamp water had moved into that area. And they likewise follow. So I was not surprised because of the amount of water that's on the ground um, that they are there. There's a, a Circle K right at the entrance to the, which is a convenience store, right at the entrance to Lettuce Lake. And off the parking lot, it's just up at Swamp. And you wouldn't see that in, in February normally. It would just be dry ground. So they could be on the move. And I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of again, theory I, about uh, about you know because what where they are. I asked Daniel Perez. As far as the, I asked ask Daniel Perez. I'm sorry, what? As far as the lettuce I'm, lake video in the context, and I mean, when I look at it, best case scenario was a Bigfoot on you know another inconclusive piece of evidence because we can't you know likelihood of somebody able to go back and and duplicate that is is slim. I can't see Bobo um, walking through the swamp water, but uh, no, I don't uh, see anybody being able to do it. I don't think <laughs> see anybody could pull it off in the first place. 
That's why yeah. I believe it. I, that's why I absolutely believe it. It may have been taken so by some guys that were a little eclectic. You got a, a lead a lead singer in a band. You got another guy that's a drummer. Um, you got some young guys that are living interesting lifestyles and probably more concerned about chasing girls. Um, at that age, I hope so. More interested in chasing girls than looking for Bigfoot and not looking for any trouble. Um, that they seem to have found it with the Florida BFRO, who I, I don't believe they were accurate in their story, and that's just really my premise. I just think ethically they, they had an obligation to find more information if they couldn't prove it completely, that they should never have gone where they went. That that was my main concern, was that they, they, they are going to scare off people by doing that. Maybe not. I don't, not everybody's familiar with it. I don't, I don't think, yeah. Because, uh, honestly, the... Uh, the people that even know about the video and know and know any context and stuff is like point zero 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 one percent of the population. Yeah, and most yeah, people are not going to run across. Right. I mean, they're not going to. Most people are not going to know what the conclusion was, or they're. I mean, so that that's probably not the case. I mean, they're not going to scare off anybody from reporting. You know, uh, but, facts. I think finding Bigfoot, whether. Well, People, you know, like it or 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 leave leave it. Finding Bigfoot has probably opened the door to probably more people coming forward than you know. It, it's kind of because just because people are talking about it. Um, so, and I know that it, it, people know me for for you know that I'm into Bigfoot and I research and I have I have people come to me all the time with their their stories and and. Uh, I, I, don't don't do, I don't mean I'm apologizing because I don't recognize is is the chain that we're talking to? This yeah. is Gunner. Is Gunner? Yeah. Who who am I talking to? All right, Gunner are, and you, Gunner, are you the guys that I was on maybe like a year and a half ago about the tim, um uh, Timber Giant? That was Shane. No, that was that that was actually me, Shane. That was Shane you were talking to. Okay, you remember the show, right? Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. Okay, now are are you connected to the Olympic Project? Yes, I am a member, one of the core members of the Olympic Project. Yeah, I work with Derek and them. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're aware of it, but Derek Derek Randall sent me some Reconyx RC60 um, cameras. Yes, yeah, um, the, the covert the covert cameras. Mm-hmm. And that is our objective. I've I've pulled them from field. Specifically because of this, um, George and I, on his next day off, we're going to canoe, we're going to launch from Lettuce Lake and get out to, we're going to try to see if we can find that location. Um, based, just based on that video, see if we can identify something that looks like it. But we're going to get those cameras out there. And with battery, with the lithium batteries, hopefully they last for six months. And then to see what we get. You never know. Yeah. Well, they're going to be in the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm glad I, you're I, uh, putting those to good use. Man, that was one of the best things that happened. Um, we've been getting a tremendous amount of photographs, uh, regrettably, uh, no no Bigfoot yet, but lots of deer and wild pigs. And, and um, But there are cryptids in Florida other than a skunk game. There, there are what are called invasive species, things that are here that just don't belong here. And there are rumors that the Florida Panthers made his way up this this far north, and the Wildlife Commission says that they they they're still only in the Everglades. So if I got a photograph of a, a 
Gronk gave a bit of a of a panther, that would be pretty incredible. Because that ties into what you guys were talking about the other night about how high off the ground do you mm-hmm. put your trail cameras? Yeah, I do put them like between waist and knee high. And the reason I do that is because if a panther does come by, I want the camera low enough that I'm going to get a good photograph of them. Have three feet at the most off the ground, and then you can get some really good photos. And but I think it's the technology is 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 awesome. You um, are able to put these things out, and they can shoot 24/7. And with batteries getting better and better, they can, they can last for six months in the field, which is good for Florida because the areas you put them in. You may not be able to get back in there for six months or even longer, and that that way they can they can do the the legwork for you. But it's still a needle in the haystack. Um, I often hear people say that trail cameras aren't any good because they've never gotten anything, or that the animals can see the infrared emission and blah 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 blah. But I don't think the problem is the trail cams. I think the problem is we just don't have enough of them out there. Because you, at, at its height, what did you guys have in the Olympic project? Uh, maybe 35 cameras? There, I think that's, that's that's pretty close, something like Yeah, and you're, talk, and you're talking about Olympic State Park. Yeah. Or, I mean, um, National Park. Yeah, well, that is a needle in a haystack. Um, Absolutely. But you realistically couldn't do more because Derek told me that a ranger actually, uh, somebody shooting butterfly photographs or frog photographs or something found two of your cameras and reported it and the, and the ranger came in and they confiscated the camera and and uh, Derek actually filed an appeal and went to some hearing and it was denied and the park services ended up keeping the cameras. Yeah, that was, that was several, several years ago. Um, we've gotten yeah. much better now. You got better at hiding them. <laughs> what to say? We just we gotten better and and uh, we're a lot more careful and we do uh, try and abide by all the rules. So, uh, but uh, there, it is a needle in a haystack in that area. But um, there's a lot more to it because the area we work in there's a lot of sightings on a regular basis. So uh, yeah, it's a needle in a haystack, yeah. of course. But. You know, you just get all you need is one lucky one lucky day. Um, people do hit the lottery, and you just need one day where it happens, and then it's it's a game changer, and you got you got absolute photographic evidence. Um, but it does tie into what you were talking about character and integrity. If 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 Derek Randall's presented something, a photograph that was of a Bigfoot, the believability factor would be extremely high as opposed to somebody whose reputation was somewhat questionable. Uh, right. If that Absolutely. makes sense to you. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 but, but in the context of the Bigfoot world, for, it's the, the place that that carries the most weight. Outside the Bigfoot to the, to the media, and I mean, they don't really know, for the most part, mm-hmm. who Derek is. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it carries <laughs> a lot of weight to us as Bigfooters, but, and, and they would, you know, at least the media could not go back and, and dig up stories about how Derek and members of the Olympic Project had perpetrated hoaxes. I mean, that's that's solid. Well, no. Just, no, yeah, no, so, no, I mean, no. There's, there, 
There, there's no hoaxes. Uh, right. you, no, so, I mean, no, no, no. It'd be, it'd be different than somebody, I mean, like you, I get your point that, that it's not a mutually exclusive idea that a hoaxer could have a Bigfoot experience, could get, could get the paparazzi shot of Bigfoot. They just have an uh, incredible hill to climb to try and, you know, first of all, any picture, any time of a, a clear uh, Bigfoot is still not going to be, is not going to prove it to the general public. So everybody, I mean, the best picture, we're, we're still debating the best evidence that we Bigfooters have in, in the Patterson-Gimlin thing 50 years later. So unless, you know, it's going to take, I, I, it's going to take uh, a body, a lot, I mean, it's going to take a specimen, alive or dead, uh, or a long-term situation, Jane Goodall style, where you're able to, to document it with, with video and photographs, and over time, and and be yeah. able to corroborate that with other evidence. I mean, that's it. There's no, there is no, you know, no photographs going to do it. I, you know, we've got, we've got DNA, we've got uh, footprint evidence, we've got video, anecdotal stuff. None of that is going to, going to solidify, prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's going to take a, it, it's going to take a specimen or or the long term. Uh, Bigfoot in the mist. So, yeah. Well, the um, the work here in Florida, it's, um, we're 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 continuing, and we're moving forward. Crazy. Um, but we get some colder weather coming up by the next couple of weeks. Right now, tonight and for the next seven days, we're going to have probably some lows at night in the thirties which is great because it's going to kill off the bugs. And without any rain, maybe it will dry out some areas. So I'm, I'm going to become a lot more active now. But I just want everybody to know that's listening that no matter what anybody says about me or how much I get ignored by the BFRO, nothing stops what I'm doing. I'm really passionate about this. I, I really believe that there's a mystery out there and there's a creature out there. And I'm working hard on compiling the evidence that I found if you go to SasquatchEvidence.com, which is my blog, the Seminole Project, um, I've compilated everything that I found from footprints, the bluff charges, to sightings, to uh, tree formations, structure, blah blah. On you know, audios recorded at night, and because I do it a lot, um, I'm able to add on to my body of work. And over time, I should have a rather impressive portfolio. And I've got 1,100 videos. Maybe that's just too many. But I like to put up my videos so that others can see them. And maybe they see something I I missed. So that's why people are wondering why I have so many videos up. That's really the reason. Um, But I do share it with the public. I don't really have anything else to do with myself. I'm single and... I know I just don't have nothing else to do with myself, so that's why I look for Bigfoot. <laughs> so, Tim, back uh, on the association with the guys that that look like they have are connected to the Lettuce Lake video. I mean, like, mm-hmm. there's there's a I'm sorry, it's Matt, and then there's a Justin that is a buddy of his. Yeah, I kept saying Josh. I meant Justin. I meant Justin. Yeah. 
Justin right. Allen and, is his name, yeah. And he's he's uh I mean he he did this this two headed alligator prank, let's call it a prank. Uh He's, some, he's somewhat of a semi-famous artist here in Tampa. Um, there's a restaurant, um, 6200 block of Northport Avenue, Ella's. It's been there a long time. It's a unique restaurant because it's very eclectic. It's kind of in the artsy part of town. And what happens is while you're there eating, you can see all the artwork that artists have just, if you want to buy one, you can buy it. But they've got a perm, they have permanent works of art that they're not selling. And uh, one of them is the two-headed alligator. Um, by by um, Alan, and lots of people have seen that, and they know about it. Um, I understand somehow somebody took it, and I think it was him, out on the Hillsborough River, and took a photograph of it. And the next day, uh, the St. Pete Times had a story about it where they said two two headed alligator. What a crock! Because um, a lot of people know about that two headed. Two-headed alligator deal, so he wasn't really fooling anyone, and I think it was just a joke. And I didn't boast his story on it. I'm not defending right. the guy, but I mean, I do, I do understand what a sense of humor is, especially when everybody in Tampa knows about that two-headed alligator. I could go there tomorrow. In fact, I just might do that and go up to that restaurant and go in there and take a picture of that two-headed <laughs> alligator because it's there. And um, so, you know, there's a difference between having a sense of humor and, and being an outright hoaxer. Because when I look at a hoaxer, I look, what are you trying to get? What are you trying to gain? Um, well, some of them is obvious. Fame. It's usually fame or money or both. And, and in this instance, they didn't seem to be seeking any of that. They sent the video to Sean Evidence and said he could do with that video whatever he wanted. Well, he didn't waste any time. Uh, I didn't want to... Hmm? Where where are you headed with the, the the investigation of of Levis Lake? Are you are you going to try to interview the Matt? I mean, make contact with Matt. Well, we're, I mean, we're moving we're moving on on our own. The other night, um, I, Matt, I don't want to admit that somebody committed a crime. Um, the park closes at dark, but after the park closed, um, Rob Robinson and Kevin. Um, they kind of found their way into the park at night. Uh, Rob has a brand new FLIR camera and they went out on the boardwalk and they went out into the swamp areas and they thermaled the entire region for most of the night. I don't know everything they got. They're still editing and looking at it. But my point is that, um, our, our investigation is moving forward. Uh, we don't need this guy, Matt. If, if that thing, I just call it a thing, but if that thing is out there, um, we'll find it. Uh, we'll get but our own you know, video. That you know the the, and I'm referring to the what I read about the the Florida BFRO that their debunking quote quote debunking of the video was they made an association right. between Matt and Justin is his buddy. These guys are all in the are, are bandmates and seem to be pals right. and run together. And Justin, you know, uh, does a lot of did a a drawing like did that the we're, we're, what we're thinking is a mannequin that picture that Justin had drawn a picture very similar to that previously, 
I mean, that brown where know, it has with the white has with the white with the white stripe on the top of the head. Right. Yeah, I know, I know. So that kind of, I mean, that kind of ties Justin. It, I mean, it's weird that Justin drew this picture. Then that's very similar to the uh, what we we both assume is a fake Bigfoot picture. And then then his buddy Matt takes a video. I mean that that's where I I can see the BFRO's investigation linking these people together begins to make it look a little iffy. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, well, hey, my it, buddy it does draws under... Bigfoot. Shane draws Bigfoot, and he he does a picture. Then I then uh, I take a picture of a, of a mannequin, and then my my best buddy. Larry goes out in the canoe and has a video, in, all in the same well, area. I know, but, but, but the thing is, is that it was, a, it was a man named John Rodriguez, a fisherman that took the photo of the mannequin in the water. And I don't, I can't speak to that. I don't know how that thing got in the water. I don't know who put right. it in the water. You couldn't walk out there and put it in the water, so you would have to use a boat, canoe, or kayak, mm-hmm. or something to get out there, put it in the water. Well, we um, we just know. I've never seen I mean, it. And I, we don't know who did right. it. We don't know who did it. You can suspect that's find evidence or he would manufacture it. But there are those who believe that he actually did get it that day. Uh, I had a one-on-one. I was talking with Dr. Jeff Meldrin, and I asked him, what really is your opinion of the Freeman film? And he said, anatomically and in every way possible, that is authentic. So even though we know that Freeman probably faked some of those footprints, that some of them were Actually, real. Yeah. That in that context, yeah, I that, heard that that conversation about Freeman. My my understanding is that Freeman told people that, that he was making fake footprints to know the difference. That he didn't go out to fool anybody when he faked when he made fake footprints. So we don't. I mean that's where it sounds like something could have been taken out of context, you know, and yeah. and made it sound like he he faked evidence. But I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean But I, I like to I, I just look at his video. I look at I'm not really concerned about his background. I looked at that video mm-hmm. and the halting, heavy movement of the animal. Again, a hoaxer man, and also and it, some people believe that like with the Lettuce Lake video that that there's a um, a child Coming along with with the Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, well, there's that and, there's that context in the in the Freeman video video too, where it looks like like a well, that's what I meant. And, child. Yeah. So when I, George I finishes know, I mean, with the video, I think I'm going to use a Stephen Struppert word here. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think that this video is going to be ephemeral. Um, ephemeral means just temporary. I think years from now, people are going to actually, it will gain momentum as time goes by. People will actually talk about the Lettuce Lake video. And people will say, this is real. It's got to be real. The background of these guys is going to diminish, fade away. And people are going to say, this is this is real. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really giddy about it because the best part of it is I could get in my car. I, 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 it's real. I, I would not put it up with with Freeman's, but it's just because of the, it's a little less, I mean, in the fo- Freeman footage, you get a, uh, well, yeah, 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 a yeah, creature you, right on that. You, 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 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't correct it. I can't correct measure it. But I would actually measure it. I would put it above. You couldn't measure it. I would put it above the running, the Memorial Day video where the where the thing was running, and then right at the very end where he pulled the he pulled the head off. Um, They said he was carrying. He may have had a baby on his shoulders, but actually the suit was so damn hot that he pulled the head off, and um, that gave it away right there. So I would put it ahead of a lot of – put it this way. If it was a hoax, those guys get my congratulations. You know that was a pretty damn good I, and I, you know what? I And I agree with you. If that, if that, when I look at it, it's, it's one of those situations where it's a person – it's a Bigfoot or it's a person in a suit. I mean, it, it's not, you know, it's not been uh, CGI'd in there, obviously. It, it's oh. either – Somebody either got in a costume and walked around in the water, which is a possibility, or or sure. it's it's or it's a Bigfoot. So I mean that, and you know that's but Michael that's the Michael same, Merchant. We're, 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 we're in the same boat that boat ha yeah. no pun intended. But we're in the same boat that we were in with Patterson Gimlin. We're still talking about it's a you know it's a I I actually talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago who told me yeah I've seen the suit that. That the guy Warren Patterson Gimlin put it, and I like, and I'm convinced that Patterson Gimlin is real. So it's like, well, didn't people? You may have seen uh, the suit, but there, the one that, And I'm not, I'm not out here, but didn't having people over time, and including back then, and even till today, having people try to assassinate the character of Patterson? They say that he was a hoaxer. He was in it for the money. He was looking for a quick score. That there's a photograph of Bob Gimlin wearing a, a long-haired wig, trying to look like an Indian. That all this stuff was set up. Um, there was a. Uh, I know we're supposed to. Sure, I mean that's late. But there yeah, was people still was talk a about DVD. There was a DVD that came out recently. That. Um, what by two guys that don't rank very high with me. Um, uh, and it was called the Hoax of the Century, and mm-hmm. their their primary analysis was done by a guy named Greg Long. Are you familiar with him? He's an author. Mm-hmm. You, you are familiar. Are you familiar with Greg Long or Leroy Evans? Yeah. All right. Well, they're, they're, the the whole video was just attacking the character of Patterson. And, and and because they said Patterson was an opportunistic guy that was broke, he was looking for money, and therefore this can't be real. And I listened to your show the other night, and I was listening to you guys describing just how remote this area is. And I really believe, just like in the last Lake film, I really believe that hoaxers will take the course of least resistance. Why bother to go three days by horseback all the way out in the middle of goddamn nowhere to film something when you could do it 100 feet off a parking lot like Timber Giant does. Um, why would these guys like Matt and them bother to go out in the middle of a treacherous swamp with alligators and snakes when they could have gone to dry land somewhere and done the same thing? So, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't that's know. what... But I don't know. Well, my, my point, my, my question is if they are, if somehow they're related to the mannequin, then wasn't that taken in that area? So maybe that's the, the area that. Yeah, I mean that. If, if well, no, they, that, that area if, was down. That area was actually down by. Uh, um, you, you wouldn't know, but down by 40th Street, 
and uh, where the 40th Street Bridge is, and where the Hillsborough River one. See, the thing about the Hillsborough River is once it once it passes heading south, once it goes past Lettuce Lake, it's about 10 to 12 miles going through through the city, and there's wide parts where it's really deep, and then there's parts where it's narrow. There's a lot of houses along it. And it goes all the way down to downtown, the downtown area before it empties into Tampa Bay. So I, only going by GP, um, Google Earth um, mm-hmm. and going by what the Huffington Post said, that they had a map of the Hillsborough River with an arrow pointing, and that was down by the 40th Street Bridge, which is quite a distance from Lettuce Lake. So I don't really know exactly where, where it was, but I would have to contact Mr. Rodriguez, he addressed off an email, or is that pretty much covered up? I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not familiar. You know. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll look that up on Google. I'll just, yeah. you know, they say Google Google's your best friend, so just ask Google anything. <laughs> but another key element to this is that, you know, we keep saying that this is deep swamp and all that, and, you know, you're talking about why why couldn't they go out and do a hoax, or, or you know, if it was a hoax, why not go somewhere um, uh, less. I would. Uh, I, well, yeah, but you haven't been to the location, and we're just going by hearsay, correct? I mean, no one actually knows exactly where this was filmed. Well, uh, take that back. Um, well, no, no one knows the exact spot. That, that's for sure. I was just thinking with video. Um, I've seen some iPhone photographs that have GPS coordinates on it. Yeah. I was just wondering, would an iPhone have GPS coordinates? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, if, I'm not if, sure. If there's a way you can do meta tags on a, on an iPhone video. So the one that Maria sent me was shot with an iPhone 6. And when I put it up on the forensic site, it gave me the exact latitude to go, then we got a pinpoint location. And yeah. We wouldn't yeah. need his, you know, Yeah, no doubt. So... This is not over. It's um, well, no, and that's again a phrase I like is inconclusive at best, right. but highly interesting and intriguing, and we're going to continue really, with our research. What, and what, Tim? What I get from, I mean, your your concern was the way that the BF your your perception of how the BFRO Florida BFRO handled putting out the information their conclusions. That that might change off witnesses. Well, I was concerned about that, but I just didn't think that they needed to um, make fun of the guys in public. I mean, if if it turned out these guys were just a bunch of jokers, and just don't even mention it. Just take a higher ground. Now, listen, I hear Stim Pasano telling somebody to take a higher ground, but just like the FBI guy said, look, we've we've taken a look at these photographs, and we deem them to not be credible. That's it. We don't think that video is credible. And... Yeah. When I read when I read their report, I I guess what I look at when they're mentioning names is that's how they determined um, their conclusion was by so they basically what they I saw them doing was providing a chain of evidence. This is what we found. These right. guys and are are all connected. So I they could be one hundred percent correct. They could be one hundred percent correct, but they still. But normally, what they what they normally would would have done was they would have addressed the issue of the video. They never mentioned the video, and I, I haven't heard anybody 
if, if, if it was a hoax, it's good. They did a good job with it. Um, they did a real good job with it. And I don't know who the guy was in the suit, but, but man, and I called George today about a half hour before the show. We were talking about it, and he brought it up. He said, Tim, you realize there's a baby in that film. And I go, you got to be kidding me. You saw what I saw? There is, he believes, an infant, and he's bringing out the detail of it. So I think that if you can show that there is something else there, then we have an absolute authentic video. And that's what I'm excited about. Well, I'm interested to hear what, what conclusions I'll be watching, checking your website and stuff yeah. to see what what else. Uh, and, it, and it'd be great if you could, you know, get the context from the uh, the witnesses, you know, or the people that took the video. I mean, it, but when, on, when they come back yeah, and, and uh, are telling people to, to, you know, F off, I it could be that they just are done with and they don't want anybody to interview them because their story won't will fall apart. So, I mean, I, I well, don't right really now, see where... Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if I if I did a, a hoax and and the, and a group uh, came to the group, put out that it was fake, and I don't want to answer questions, I'm just going to not respond anymore. I mean, that, that would be... Uh, that would be one way to go yeah. out so... Then I, I get a friend of mine, I, I said, look, let's do this hoax, Bigfoot, and here's what we do. You put on a suit and get in a, a snake-infested swamp, but I get to sit in the canoe and film it, and he's going to go, oh, yeah, right, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that's, why I think it's real. that's why I think it's real, because go, well, I, do, you, do, you know, do you know any researchers in Louisiana? You probably do, right? Well, um, I'm sorry, ask I'm, them about the bayou. Ask them about... Ask the guys in Louisiana about the swamps. <laughs> right. Ask them what what they think about that Lettuce Lake video. These are swamp guys, and they'll tell you there's no way you can move like that unless you were born and raised out there. And uh, well, if Shane and I are they, going they, out to to recreate that video. I'm in I'm in the canoe, and Shane's in the water. I'm just saying. Yeah. Shane, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's a great idea. Sorry, I was answering chat. I think that's a great idea. We'll uh, we'll do that ASAP. <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, Tim, if you can find the exact location where they filmed it, I mean that that's a that's a big step in the right direction. Then you can kind of get a better context of what what the the video was working on. Yeah, so you can do it through GPS. Somebody who knows more about it, if it was shot with an iPhone, and something tells me that the GPS coordinates were time were uh, were watermarked on there. So um, I think if it's not, if we can't do that. We'll try to find it the best we can. But regardless of anything, we never even hear from these guys again. I just want to emphasize that our work moves forward, and we're going to continue doing what we do. It's disappointing that it went down like this. Because it seemed to have a lot of promise at one point, and um, that's really about all I can say. Um, I just um, well, we appreciate you coming on. Hold on just a sec. I've got. I'm going to see if this. We got a caller and see if they have a question. Yeah. Area code. No, I forgot. Area code four one seven. 
Are you? Did you have a question? Hello, area code four one seven. Okay, there doesn't seem to be anybody there. <laughs> so, that's so, a well, draw crowd. <laughs> so, uh, well, I appreciate you coming on and and talking with us. Well, I want to ask you a any... question. Who is? Yeah. Go ahead. Who is Johnny Big? Who is Johnny Bigfoot? Who was John he? Roby? Who? John Roby. Oh, okay. Yes, he's still on Facebook. Well, yeah, he's got a blog. For some reason, I thought he was connected with Monster X Radio. He was. He was actually. He just has has taken some time off. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just wondering about that. Have we exceeded yeah. our time limit here? We're we're getting close to the end. So. Okay. So Tim, thanks for coming on and talking to us. We'll uh we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, look forward to uh your findings and uh, keep us posted. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and um it's it's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right, man. So Shane. Yes. Now that now that it's just the two of us, what what what'd you get out of <laughs> Out of what Tim had to. Well, here, here, you know, and I get, I get, you know, I got my opinions. I mean, for me, uh, I, I've done some, you know, obviously I'm not in Florida and I don't know the area and um, I don't know the swamps and Tim knows the area really well and he's a researcher down there and I, I do like Tim. I like his work and whatnot. Um, I just totally disagree with him on this one. Uh, I don't find that video, for me personally, at all really compelling. Um, I don't, um, I don't know. I, 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 I do look at the, these guys' backgrounds. There's been quite a few people out there that have done their homework on them besides the, uh, the BFRO. I mean, that's just one faction looking at this, you know, your Phil Pullings, uh, Sean Evidences, your, your Michael Merchants, these guys, they've all kind of looked into this and, uh, and, and drawn some very compelling negative stuff against these guys, and it was not trashing them or, or character assassination by no means. It's just looking at the facts, who they're associated with, what have they done in the past. Um, the video, I mean, there's it's a video. You, you know, I just don't find anything compelling, and uh, obviously Tim and I disagree on that. Um, he, you know, he really likes it, and he, I, I think that, and it's been mentioned before that, um, people will go at great lengths to hoax nowadays, and it's far—it's so easy to hoax, um, uh, very easy. And it and it, people get enjoyment out of it because everybody's interested in Bigfoot right now. You know, it's just like a, a you know, it's on the news, it's on TV, it's on these forums, Facebook. So there's a there's an audience there, and there's a there's gull, gullible people out there, and. And the better the video, the longer it will stand out there. But you, you do have to look at the character of people, uh, where they come from, what they've been up to, what they're about, why would they be doing this if, if it indeed is a hoax. So that's that's one thing I think I think there was a little bit of contradiction in what Tim was saying is that, I mean, there were there he mentioned people that have uh, iffy iffy backgrounds or iffy history in bigfooting. And, but it didn't seem to apply to the people that are involved in the the Lettuce Lake video. That there was, and that's what I saw when I read the 
the report from the Florida BFRO is that they made a connection between some people that that uh, they connect you know they connected a, a piece that one the the skunk uh, mannequin that's and and the people associated with the video. Yeah, that made it seem like that the likelihood of that video is is a skunk ape is drops to close to zero. I I think Tim likes the idea of having. He mentioned that it's nine minutes from where he lives. So I mean, it'd be great. I'd like I'd like there to be somebody take a definitive definitive video, you know, behind my house. So and that I would want to believe it was real because yeah. it'd be real convenient for me to go back there and check. But you know, also the timing of these videos. You know, you remember what happened in Utah and all these other places when when this and it seems that these guys may be associated with each other. So the timing's not real weird, but it's all in the same area. Um, it's one right after another. I expect another video or something to come out soon. Maybe from the same guys. Maybe not. That's just my opinion. I think this isn't the end of it in that area. And then also, I mean, like I said, this happens time and time again, and I, I assume, you know, there'll be more um, since this is kind of the news. And you remember that uh, uh, Penn and Teller did that fake Bigfoot video down in California, and they were trying yes. to pull one over, and they did a good job of pulling one over on, uh, it, was, it was directed basically at Matt Moneymaker, if I remember the context. You know, and there was yeah, a lot of discussion correct. about it, and and then they came out and and they had it on their bullshit show, you know. So, I mean, that's why I think it's really imperative for for us to be very skeptical of the evidence, you know, is that we we need to uh, to to borrow from from Shelley uh, that that. Uh, they put last. We need to run that. You know, everything needs to be processed as what it, what isn't it, and and yeah, we need to be approaching things with a big foot last. Yeah, and I just don't buy that these guys thought it was a bear. I just two of them in a boat, um, well, and and I think it'd be imperative to go talk to this this ranger. I mean, that's one of the first things I would do is go find this this park ranger that they supposedly talked to. That'd be the nail in the coffin, real quick. And that that was that was a really a good observation. I mean that yeah, why go I mean if you're doing an uh uh unbiased investigation, you're going to verify facts, you're gonna you know, and that that was a really good point. Has has anybody talked to this the the ranger that supposedly these guys asked about a bear? So Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Be a logical. Well, I think, yeah, that's, logical that is a logical know. step. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think, I think, I don't think we made any headway today. I don't think there's any, uh, <laughs> at best, <laughs> best case, it, it's a Bigfoot in a, in a, somebody got a, uh, another inconclusive video of a Bigfoot. Worst case, it's, it's a complete hoax. Um, yeah. Nothing that we talked about today, I think, determined one way or the other. So, I mean, we do know, you know, there's there are reports of of Bigfoot in in Florida. So, 
And yeah. I got his, I got Tim, you know, making this point that just because you hoax something does, doesn't mean you could ever couldn't have a Bigfoot sighting. That's that's true. Those are not mutually mutually exclusive. But mm-hmm. you're you're going to have a hell of a time uh, getting anybody to believe you uh, once you you have a history of of hoaxing. Yeah, I I would assume just throw it out the window unless it was that compelling. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, it's not even worth you know looking into. Um, you know, just doesn't really uh, you know association. You know, it's going to bring down um, a lot. The consequences are are pretty unfathomable. I just don't agree with even looking into stuff like that. It would, like I said, it had to be very, very compelling. And I just, I, I think, you know, I just lean on this one that it's um, a hoax. And I don't even think it's, I mean, personally, I don't think it's a great hoax either. I think it's, it's the, the dots have been connected by plenty out there. And, and uh, you know, um, I do encourage him to go out there to that area and, and find the area and look at it for nothing else than just to, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, we're talking about Paul, you know Freeman. Supposedly, he 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 made casts to look at you know what you know see what a a, a, a fake cast is. Well, you got to go mm-hmm. to these areas. You know, it is important to, I guess, uh, check out you know some of these stories and and learn from them. And from there, you can better evaluate evidence in the future. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's a. I, I think it is a bit of a stretch to put that video up there with um, the PG film and and uh, the Freeman footage. Um, my, my number three on on if, if anybody is interested is would have to be um, the brown thermal for me to, is probably number three. So mm-hmm. uh, that that one when I saw that was like shit. That's awesome. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, and, I agree. Uh, so, um, well, I I uh, appreciate you coming on, Shane. That was I I found it entertaining. I I had never not really uh, talked to Tim before. Um, I I think he he uh, was willing to admit, you know, to, that we agree that different people investigate differently, and that I did not see um, what he was saying. The that the Florida BFRO was trying to silence anybody. They just uh, they you they pre- they presented a conclusion and how they reached that conclusion, which you know some people may men- mention names and other people may not. But yeah, um, yeah, Tim's a good guy and he does some credible stuff, you know, and he do- is a researcher out uh, researcher out there in Florida trying his best. And I encourage him, you know, and uh, like I said, Tim's a nice guy, and I can uh, agree to disagree with him and leave it at that. Um, right. He'll come to his eventually, you know. Hopefully, he'll come to um, some sort of conclusion, um, and and really, you know, I encourage him to maybe try and interview these guys and maybe look at their history because that does play a very very important role as to motives and uh, whatnot. And I think the truth will come out at the end. I don't think this will be a, a one of those videos that will stand the test of time. I think it, it hasn't yet, and I don't think it will down the road personally. I I. Would agree with you. I think it's it uh, just in the context of, of everything else, of all the you know, the it's interesting that that Tim agrees with us that the the still footage is is a fake, and so if you make if you connect the dots between that and the video, it it really looks like 
in there's a high likelihood that the the video is not uh, yeah, of a bigfoot. It's so. pretty damning <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, all right. Well, thanks, Shane. Right. Thanks, Thank everybody, you. for listening. Uh, we'll be back with our regular scheduled time on Sunday. We'll, we'll uh, uh, Shane. I'm assuming you're coming to Hopsquatch. I certainly am. Wouldn't miss it. Okay, and I will be there. So we will try to to uh, uh, grab our host Guy Edwards to join us. And uh, until then, remember Sunday at four, Monster X live from Hopsquatch. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>